Hi guys, a beautiful morning to you all. Today's Bible reading is taken from 2 Samuel 13 and 2 Samuel 14. And our memory verse is taken from 2 Samuel 13, verse 3. But Ammon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimre, David's brother. Now Jonadab was a very crafty man. Let's take a few moments to ask the Spirit to open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts. The Holy Spirit of the Lord is going to be saying to us today, after this, Absalom, the son of David, had a lovely sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Amnon was so distressed over his sister Tamar that he became sick, for she was a virgin, and it was improper for Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimei, David's brother. Now Jonadab was a very crafty man, and he said to him, Why are you the king's son, becoming thinner day after day? Will you not tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. So Jonadab said to him, Lie down, lie down on your bed and pretend to be healed. And when your father comes to you, say to him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me food. And prepare the food in my sight, that I may see it and eat it from my hand. Then Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please, let Tamar, my sister, come and make a couple of snacks for me in my sight, that I may eat from my hand. And David sent home to Tamar, saying, Now, go to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was lying down. Then she took flour and kneaded it, made cakes in the side, and baked the cakes. And she took the pan and placed them out before him, but he refused to eat. Then Amnon said, Have everyone go out from me. And they all went out from him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the bedroom, that I may eat from your hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made, and brought them to Amnon, her brother, in the bedroom. Now when she had brought them to him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come, lie with me, my sister. But she answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for no, such thing should not be done in Israel. Do not do this disgraceful thing. And I, where could I take my shame? And as for you, you would be like one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore, please, speak to the king. For he will not withhold me from you. However, he would not heed her voice. And being stronger than her, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he had loved her. And Amnon said to her, Arise and be gone. So she said to him, Oh, indeed, this evil of sending me away is worse than the other that you did to me. But he would not listen to her. Then he called the servant who attended him and said, Yeah, put this woman out, away from me, and bolted up behind her. Now she had on a robe of many colors, but the king's virgin daughters wore such apparel, and a servant put her out and bolted the door behind him. Then Tamar put ashes on her head and tore a robe of many color that was on her 
and laid her hand on her head and went away crying bitterly. And Absalom, her brother, said to her, As Amnon, your brother, been with you, but now hold your peace, my sister, is your brother. Do not take this thing to heart. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. But when King David heard of all this, he was very angry. And Absalom spoke to his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced himself on Tamar, his sister. And it came to pass, after two full years, that Absalom had sheep sharers in Baal Azor, which is near Ephraim. So Absalom invited all the king's son. Then Absalom came to the king and said, Kindly note, your servant has sheep sharers. Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. But the king said to Absalom, No, my son, let us not all go now, lest we be a burden to you. Then he urged him, but he would not go, and he blessed him. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him, so he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded the servant, saying, Watch now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say to you, Strike, strike Amnon, then kill him, do not be afraid. Have I not commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. So the servants of Absalom did to Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and each one got on his mule and fled. And it came to pass, while they were on the way, that the news came to David, saying, Absalom has killed all the king's sons, and not one of them is left. So the king arose and tore his garment and lay on the ground. And all the servants stood by him with their clothes torn. Then Jonadab, the son of Simeon, David's brother, answered and said, Let not, my lord, suppose they have killed all the young men, the king's son, for only Ammon is dead. For by the command of Absalom, this has been determined from the day that he forced a sister Tamar. Now, therefore, let not, my lord, that king take the things to his heart to think that all the king's sons are dead. For only Amnon is dead. Then Absalom fled, and the young man who was keeping watch lifted his eyes and looked, and there many people were coming from the road on the hillside behind him. And Jonadab said to the king, Look, the king's sons are coming, as your servant said, so is it. So it was, as soon as he had finished speaking, that the king's sons indeed came, and they lifted up their voice and wept. Also, the king and all his servants wept bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amihud, king of Gershu, and David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Gershu and was there three years. And King David longed to go to Absalom, for he had been comforted concerning Amnon, because he was dead. In this chapter, we see how our friends can influence us. Amnon knew that he was not supposed to have anything to do with his sister. But then, when these emotions came, he had a bad friend around. In fact, that was his cousin. He became his brother. 
come around to tell him that uh don't worry you're the king's son you can get anything you want just like to your daddy just like just like to your big pups see what you can do do what you want to do and forget about it now it's not that deep now don't stress yourself so he did and he had sex with his sister tama two things that happened here first of all she told him that ah my brother please don't let us do this in fact if you want to marry me tell our father he will help you he will give me to you another thing that happened was that after he had sex with her he hated that so much that even the bible recorded that the hate was more than the love absalom plotted the death of amnon his brother from the day that he heard that he forced himself on his sister but then he said that patience patience my brother patience waited two full years before he did anything that we were unsuspective of anything then he struck and david did something peculiar david had his heart cry out for absalom he wanted to see his son he wanted to hug his son he wanted to have his son around him he knew that he had this he had done something wrong but then he said ah i'm not instead absalom is alive Rather than him running around, let him just be around me. He's still my son. There's no way I can chase him to. David knew God as a father. This was why David could always go back to God with a broken and a contract ass. Because, ah, God, I've messed up over here. There's no way you can throw me to. So with this perspective, he was longing for his son. But then his son did not know that his father was longing for him. We move on to the next chapter. Now, do I have the son of Zeruiah? perceived that the king's heart was concerned about Absalom. And Joab sent to Tekoa and brought from there a wise woman and said to her, Please pretend to be a mourner and put on mourning apparel. Do not anoint yourself with oil, but act like a woman who has been mourning a long time for the dead. Go to the king and speak to him in this manner. So Joab puts the words in her mouth. And when the woman of Tekoa spoke to the king, she fell on her face to the ground and prostrated herself and said, Oh, poor king. Then the king said to her, What troubles you? And she answered, Indeed, I am a widow. My husband is dead. Now your maidservant has two sons, and the two fought with each other in the field, and there was no one to part them, but the one struck the other and killed him. And now the whole family has risen up against your maidservant, and they said, Deliver him who struck his brother, that we may execute him for the life of his brother whom he killed, and we will destroy the heir also. So they would extinguish my ember that is left, and leave to my husband neither name nor remnant on the earth. Then the king said to the woman, Go to your house, and I will give others concerning you. And the woman of Tekoa said to the king, My lord, O king, let the iniquity be on me and on my father's house, and the king and his throne be guiltless. So the king said, Whoever says anything to you, bring him to me, and he shall not touch you any more. Then she said, Please let the king remember the Lord your God, and do not permit the anger or the avenger of blood to destroy anyone, lest they destroy my son. And he said, As the Lord lives, not one heir of your son shall fall to the ground. Therefore the woman said, Please let your maidservant speak another word to the Lord my king. And he said, Say on. So the woman said, Why then have you schemed such a thing against the people of God? For the king speaks this thing 
as one who is guilty, in that the king does not bring his banished one home again. For we will surely die and become like water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Yet God does not take away a life, but he devises means so that his banished ones are not expelled from him. Now, therefore, I have come to speak of this thing to the Lord my king, because the people have made me afraid. And your maidservant said, I will now speak to the king. It may be that the king will perform the request of his maidservant, but the king will hear and deliver his maidservant from the hand of the man who will destroy me and my son together from the inheritance of God. Your maidservant said, The word of the Lord the king will now be my comforting, for as the angel of God, so is my Lord the king in discerning good and evil, and may the Lord your God be with you. Then the king answered and said to the woman, Please do not hide from me anything that I ask you. And the woman said, Please let my lord the king speak. So the king said, Is the hand of Joab with you in all this? And the woman answered and said, I should leave my lord the king. No one can turn to the right or to the left from anything that my lord the king has spoken. For your servant Joab commanded me, and he put all these words in the mouth of your maid servant. To bring about this change of affairs, your servant Shoab has done this thing, but my Lord is wise, according to the wisdom of the angel of God, to know everything that is in the earth. And the king said to Joab, All right, I have granted this thing. Go therefore, bring back the young man Absalom. Then Joab fell to the ground on his face and bowed himself and thanked the king. And Joab said, Today your servant knows that I have found favor in your sight, my Lord, O king in that the king has fulfilled the request of his servant. So Joab arose and went to Gershaw and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. And the king said, Let him return to his own house, but do not let him see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house, but did not see the king's face. Now, in all Israel, there was no one who was praised as much as Absalom for his good looks. From the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no blemish on him. And when he cut his hair of his head, at the end of every year, he cut it because it was heavy on him. When he cut it, he weighed the hair of his head at 200 shekels, according to the king's standard. To Absalom were born three sons and one daughter whose name was Tamar. She was a woman of beautiful appearance. And Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem, but did not see the king's face. Therefore, Absalom sent to Joab, to send him to the king, but he would not come to him. And when he sent again the second time, he would not come. So he said to his servants, See, Joab's field is near mine. He has barley there. Go and set it on fire. And Absalom's servant sets the field on fire. Then Joab arose and came to Absalom's house and said to him, Why have your servants set my field on fire? And Absalom answered Joab, Look, I sent to you saying, Come here, so that I may send you to the king to say, Why? Have I come from Gershaw? It will be better for me to be still there. Now, therefore, let me see the king's face. But if there is iniquity in me, let him execute me. So Joab went to the king and told him. And when he had called Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king. Then the king kissed Absalom. In this chapter, Joab saw that the king's heart was pulled towards Absalom. But then David had to stand as a strong man for the other sons so that when, he, when they see that 
he was not giving his face to Absalom, they will understand that there are consequences to these things that they can do or the things that they do. That they will not just go on a murder spree. But Joab saw that this thing was in the heart of David. So he sent a woman. And you know why he sent a woman? Because he saw how God sent Nathan, the prophet, and decided he was going to replicate his own. But then David was smart enough to decipher between what was true and what was not true. It is important to keep our fellowship with God because the more of God we know, the more of God we encounter and experience, the more of his nature we know. So we'll be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong. We'll be able to discern whether whatever message someone is bringing to you is really from him or it's a made-up one. And this is how we're into this Bible study. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Feel the inviting the Holy Spirit into your daily activities. I love you and Jesus loves you even more.